Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 109 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. And it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening or participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just, you know, became a Muslim, or if you've been a Muslim and want to learn more about Islam, uh, this podcast is for you, inshallah. Now, with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. And today's topic comes to us actually from about three of our listeners. Each one had their own angle and their own question about the topic, so they didn't all ask the same question, uh, which is, I, I find it really intriguing and really interesting to look at today's topic from different angles and different perspectives and different, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, thought process and, and questioning, uh, you know, having questions about this, which is finding the right spouse. How can we find the right husband or how can we find the right wife, you know, Islamically in a halal way and, you know, in a way that doesn't make us regret the decision that, you know, we make um, during the, the, the period of marriage or in a way that doesn't make us want to get a divorce, for example, even though divorce is completely halal, despite what some People might say that it's it's not halal, or uh, you know, nobody's not saying it's not halal. But like some people saying, for example, it's the worst type of halal, like in the halal talaq, which is the worst hated thing uh, to Allah that it's halal is divorce. That is not correct, by the way. This hadith is uh, it's not authentic in any way, shape, or form. Allah subhanahu wa taala, as long as the the, the 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 divorce happened in a just and a fair way, Allah doesn't hate divorce. Allah, there's a whole chapter in the Quran regarding divorce. So again, uh, we don't want to get to that point, right? Because divorce means heartbreak, means if you have children, then the parents will be separated. And, and, and it cause, it's not a pretty thing, even though it's halal, it's 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 difficult, you know, upon us uh, as humans. Allah subhanahu wa taala allowed it; it's permissible. But for us to go through the process of divorce, sometimes it's necessary. But we try our best to not to get to that level, right? So we try to choose uh, the right spouse from the beginning. Uh, so let me say that number one, I'll, I'll do it chronologically. So the first, the first uh, listener who sent me um, a question regarding that was Maryam. Maryam, thank you so much for you know sending in your question and for listening to the podcast. And I apologize. I truly apologize for taking that long. Maryam sent me the question a couple of months ago, and uh, again, I, I I'm truly sorry, and I hope you you know forgive me uh, taking that long to answer your question. It's just I've been really busy between preparing certain topics and I had them like you know in in, in a specific queue and, and and I didn't want to deviate from that and at the same time I didn't want to you know 
uh, uh, you know, do it on justice. I wanted to do my research about the topic as well to make sure that we're covering all, especially when I had people after use emailing me, like I said, regarding this topic from different perspectives. So I wanted to have a collective, you know, idea about what people are thinking or the, what are they asking about regarding this. And also between, you know, my, my, my work and my daytime job and all these things. Again, I apologize for taking that long to answer the question. So uh, I hope that you, you are listening to the answer now. Um, so Maryam basically her, her question, and I'm going to sum- summarize her email. She's saying that um, she, her and her friends are asking like how to go about marriage. The, the, number one, how to put yourself out there in a halal way and, and how to find the right person, you know, the right personality, the right characteristics with, within, even with a, a male or a female. So you, you, if you're looking for, uh, you know, a husband or if you're looking for a wife, how does one look for, for a spouse that at least, you know, not perfect, but at least someone that you, you know, you'll be happy with religiously and, and personality wise and all these things. Right. Um, and you know, she was asking if the dating apps and, and all these things uh, that are okay and 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 again it's a different world and and she's right about that the, today the, is is different in terms of how someone meet their spouse right how, how do we meet our spouses is, is is totally different and how you know with all the the, the 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 dating stuff and the social media stuff it's becoming very hard to do it more traditionally uh, and so what do we think about that? And and, 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 and regarding that, I'm going to talk about Islamically, and I'm also going to give my opinion uh, later on. Uh, so that is, Maryam, again, thank you uh, so much uh, for your question. The, the, the second question comes to us from uh, uh, an anonymous uh, listener uh, who did not want a sister, who didn't want you know her name to be revealed. Uh, again, uh, thank you so much for your... Uh, you know, your question. And uh, so her perspective or her question was that she was, uh, you know, wanted to know more about interfaith marriage. Now, we had a whole episode regarding that in in the past. You can look it up. There's an episode with the title Interfaith Marriage. Uh, And she wanted to know more about like a Muslim woman marrying a non-Muslim man, right? And what are the guidelines for that? And she basically is saying that she had a, a bad experience with marrying a Muslim man, uh, you know, from the same culture uh, that she has, and it, the, the the marriage didn't last, and it ended quickly. And you know, uh, uh, now if 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 she basically uh, finds a non-Muslim who shares her values and shares her, you know, more more closer to her in terms of personality and all these things, what should she do about it, right? So that is our anonymous uh, listener. So again, thank you so much for your, you know, your question. So I'm, I'm again, I'm, 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 I'm mentioning all the questions, but are we going to answer everything separately? And it will be clear, uh, you know, inshallah, from our topic today, who are we, you know, answering? And I'm going to mention that later on. And now our third question comes to us from Ivan. Ivan, thank you so much, you know, for listening to the podcast and for your kind words. Now, Ivan is thinking about reverting to Islam to, you know, becoming a Muslim and he's studying Islam and, you know, uh, he started listening to the podcast uh, and and alhamdulillah, it was benefiting to him like, you know, like other uh, resources as well. And basically his, his question was regarding today's topic was, you know, 
now he he knows um, um, he 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 has a relationship with a Muslim girl and he doesn't know like, you know, the restrictions uh, regarding that, that relationship. Right. And he's basically asking, is there any restrictions regarding natural born Muslims and reverts getting married? So the girl is a naturally born Muslim. She's born into Islam and he's inshallah when he becomes a revert, like if they get married, so is there any, any problem with that? Uh, you know, and he's talking about like if, if there is any sins that happen in uh, that happened during that relationship, would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive uh, those sins? You know, um, so again, he's looking at it from the, the, the male perspective. So we have the female perspective who's saying, What if a non Muslim, you know, uh, man proposes to me, or uh, you know, uh, can I marry a non Muslim? And now the, 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 the male perspective, which he's not, alhamdulillah, he's saying that he's uh, inshallah about to become a Muslim he's saying like is there a problem if I become a Muslim and, and to you know uh, marry a, a, a born a Muslim girl and we'll talk about this again Ivan thank you so much for your question and uh, I think that's it so let's get right into the topic and uh, now I'm not going to address the questions immediately we will talk about certain things in general and then within uh, you know our conversation we will address uh, you know the, the the questions that you guys have uh, asked. So let's start by saying this: marriage in Islam is very sacred. So uh, you know um, to basically um, uh, um, marry someone to get married is is a sacred relationship, right? It's a very important relationship in Islam, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, values uh, marriage in the Quran. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, in, in the chapter of uh, Rum, verse number 21, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the chapter of Rum, verse number 21, said what? From the signs of Allah, look at this. Allah made it a sign of his existence. From the signs of Allah's existence, that he created from yourselves min anfusikum azwajan spouses litaskunu ilayha so the, the word second in arabic means uh to to live in a home right to have a house to have a, a home so basically allah is saying allah made from yourselves from your own species spouses you know so if you're a male you're supposed to marry a female if you're a female you're supposed to marry a male and those spouses should be your home. Look at the metaphor. This should be your home. Sakina also. So, taskunu uh, meaning to, to live in a home. And also the word sakina means tranquility. You know, to have just some peace time with them. So, they should be those that you live with them in, in a home. And they should be your home. Look at all the, subhanAllah, the metaphors in one word. And they also should be your peace. When you have trouble outside of the house, they should be the ones that you go to to feel more peaceful and to feel more, you know, uh, uh, relaxed and more content and happy. That is the relationship. And he made between every male and a female in a marriage, you know, in a, mar in a marriage relationship, mawadda uh, and rahma, you know, love and care and mercy. That's why, you know, you should be yourself in front of your spouse. You should not hide who you are. You should be all out there because that's who you are going to, that's the person living with you. 
for the rest of your life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you that. And that, that's a proof that Allah shows you in the Quran that this is an important relationship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not, like, don't take marriage lightly. And that's why we need to talk about the, the, the steps on how to get married in the right way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in the chapter of Baqarah, in verse number 187, Look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to, uh, you know, men and women. So he's saying, women, are talking to the men, are your cover, libasun, like this is like garments for you. And men, talking to the women, are your cover, your garments that, that you wear. Now he's talking about in terms of marriage, not just men in general. So again, he's talking to the women, your husbands should be garments, you know, for you should be your cover. They cover for you, you know, they protect you. Same thing for your wives. Wives should be your garments, should be your protection from the outside world. You should go always go to them and tell them your problems and figure it out together and all these things. Should live in harmony. That is the relationship between, you know, a, a man and a woman in terms of marriage. And from that marriage comes a family. You should have children that you raise them, and and I know I'm, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but let's talk about you know you should have a children to raise them for the sake of Allah, so your family will be complete, and you're gonna have complete happiness in the world. Now nobody's saying uh, marriage doesn't come with issues, or you know there won't be problems along the way. No, absolutely not. Problems have the Prophet ﷺ had issues issues with his wives. We talked about this in the last season. You know, he had problems, marital problems with his wives. That happens. That it's not a it's a human nature. But at the same time, look at the bigger picture. And we want to make sure that these problems, these troubles that, you know, every married couple, you know, uh, get faced with don't become the end of everything. They don't they're not so severe, they're not so bad that you can't stand living with that person anymore. And that all depends on how you select your spouse, how you choose your spouse. So let me start by saying and addressing the, the, the issue with the, the apps, the, 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 the dating stuff and all the, the, the modern society kind of interpretation of marriage, right? Here's the thing. Uh, dating apps, uh, they're not helpful in any way shape or form and of course yeah coming from someone who says dating is haram so of course you know what do you expect no let me talk to you about it logically speaking people who are on a dating app they are the best they they basically paint a picture that's not there they should look their they choose the best profile picture right they act in their best manners because they know you if you're on this app and somebody tries to reach out to you that means they're talking about a relationship, hopefully marriage, right? So they look their best. They try to post the best pictures and, and all these things, right? So you can't really trust an app to find a spouse unless all of what you're looking for is just how they look like. You know, the outside looks, the 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 the, the physicality and all these things. That that's all you're looking for. If that's all you're looking for, go ahead with an app. But there will be a great regret. When, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, talking to the opposite gender and having a relationship with them outside of marriage, when you know your family don't know, or even if they know and they're okay with it, it's 
it's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade. How did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid something like this, even if you're not physically involved, right? Because we know that Allah forbade uh, zina, adultery. So if, if I'm talking to someone and we're planning on getting married and we're going out for coffee, you know, we're not even holding hands, and how is that haram, right? Here's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. La taqrabu zina. Do not come near adultery. Allah didn't say do not commit adultery. No, no, no. It's even even bigger. Do not come near adultery. Do not do anything that you know could lead even with less than one percent to adultery. Like, you know, dating, talking, texting late at night, uh, going out. Uh, just you know, going out alone and 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 talking and and you know, it's none of that. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying, doing this. And here's here's why. Also, logically speaking, it doesn't make any sense because number one, dating um, is is again, you you go out there and you feel like this is the one. You tell them all your secrets. You tell them you show them weaknesses, and then it doesn't work out. Most of the cases, most of the cases, and like not every people who dated. The first one they dated, they go and, and marry. It's very rare when this happens. But you go out there and you let your secrets out and who you are. And like I said, you become vulnerable in front of that person thinking that they will be the one. And then it's all gone. And that was such a waste of time. Such a waste of energy. And then you go again and you do it again and again and again. And I know people might argue and they say, well... If I marry someone that I didn't date, they might be terrible. And then I lost for the rest of it, and I'm going to go through a divorce, and I'm going to go through you know a lot of headaches, and, and I don't want to do that. And it's a valid point, but the problem is you are selecting, you're thinking that you're selecting a spouse by dating, but at the same time, you're causing Allah's anger. You're doing something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade you from doing or even come near. And don't think that this is going to please Allah because your intention is to get married eventually. Allah said, do not come near adultery. And that includes simple dating or even uh, uh, two gender having, you know, uh, a friendship. Now, also, if you choose the right person from the get-go, from the beginning, there might not be any divorce needed. Now, divorce, like I said, could happen. But if you make the right choice. Now, how would you do that when there's no dating, right? When there's no dating apps, when you're not using any of this? The community. You know, uh, and I know this is, again, could sound like a cliche, but try to find no, no. If you see someone and you like, let's just forget about the community now. If you see someone that you like, and if they obviously like you back, because that's now the, the beginning of a quote unquote dating, do not go to that second phase. You see someone, so that's the phase number one. You see someone Muslim that you like, okay, great. Now, the next step is, oh, do you want to take my number? I want to exchange your number. Great, wonderful. How about you skip that one? You like them? Great, come talk to my parents if you're a female. You like them as a male? Go talk to their parents, to her parents. And when you do that and you propose in a very decent way, in a very respectful way, in a very Islamic way, you get to know each other. Now you are engaged. You sit 
with us with any supervision from the family they don't have to be it on the table where you're like going out to have like you know some food or whatever no they like i said the islamic way with a, a minor supervision to keep you uh you know keep a distance while you are figuring out each other's uh, personalities that is why engagement exists guys come on you know like you talk to the person you want to know more about them how they think and all so so the first attraction there's nothing wrong with it by the way What's wrong is acting upon it the wrong way. So you get attracted to a person. Let's exchange numbers. Let's talk. Let's go out. My parents don't know about it. And even if they know about it, there's nothing connecting us officially. Part of marriage is what? Declaration, right? You have to declare that I'm about to get married to that person. Part of marriage is that. Now, you're skipping all of this. You're running away. You're hiding from people. And it's secret dating or public dating. God knows, like today's world. Dating becomes more normalized, you know, to parents, which is ridiculous to me. But anyway, you're doing it in a halal way. Your parents know about it. You're not dating. You're not doing anything haram. You're not going out late at night. You're not texting late at night. You're just keeping it decent. And the reason why, because you don't want to pour all yourself into a relationship that might not last. So if you text at like, you know, until two, three o'clock in the morning, telling all your secrets, becoming really lovey-dovey. If the person decides to leave you, you're vulnerable now. You really gave yourself in and there was no payback, right? This person left. And it goes for both genders, by the way. I'm talking about the, the both, both, you know, like types, like both sides of the equation here. So why waste your time on something that, so, uh, that won't last? However, when you get engaged and you still restrict about the amount of times you talk to them and the amount of times you go out with them with the supervision of the family, guess what? You are preserving yourself. You're actually, there's a lot of, I'm just going to say mystery in your, I'm not saying hide who you are or, you know, try to manipulate the person. I'm just saying, do not reveal everything about yourself. You can do that once you get married, but reveal what you want them to know about you, your true personality. So again, phase number one, if you like someone, nobody's saying not liking it's haram to look at someone and say, I want to marry them if they would take me. There's nothing wrong about this. What's wrong is you like someone, you go for it in a non-halal way by dating and doing all these things. That is not accepted in Islam. I'm not trying to be unrealistic and tell you, you should not like someone and go marry, you know, do arranged marriage. And I know that works with some people, but the majority of, you know, the youth, they don't like that. And I get it. it it's different times. So I'm not telling you this. You know, if this happens, wonderful. If it works out for you, wonderful. But at the same time, if... You know, uh, this whole thing with, with like, you know, meeting someone and going about it the right way, liking someone and going about it the right way, if it works, wonderful, great, do it. I'm not promoting arranged marriage. I'm literally promoting if you like someone, go about it the right way. You know, uh, uh, whether they're at work, whether even at college, whatever, if you know that they're decent people and we're going to talk about now how to select the person logically and how to make sense out of it right how to be practical about selecting your spouse but for now let's say you, you selected someone for the right reasons and you you're attracted to them as well and you want to do go about it the right way dating is not an option for a muslim i can say this and you could listen to it and be like well i really don't care it's just gonna go but then you're doing something that's you want a lot to bless this marriage but you're going about it the wrong way. You're literally going about it by disobeying Allah. So you want Allah to help you, but you're not obeying Allah. So do you see how does it work, right? So again, 
Go about it the right way. Skip that dating phase. You still get to talk to each other and figure out the personalities. Nobody's telling you, oh, you like someone, go marry them immediately. No. Have a period of time with the, fa- with the family supervision to get to know the person. And when you meet them one time and the second time, by the way, you might say, well, because they know there's a marriage involved, they might be, again, faking how they are. Well, that happens in dating too, by the way. If you date them, they're going to have this persona. And you don't have to know a person for three, four years to know who they truly are. No, you need also to have a perspective and ask the right questions and try to figure out their personalities in a short amount of time. Then get married and then, inshallah, it should all work out. So that is my stance on dating apps or dating in general. Uh, and, And again, there's nothing wrong with liking someone and going for it. Just going for it the halal way. Skip that dating period. You still get to talk to each other. Nobody's telling you, don't get to know them. That is, just in my opinion, impractical. You should get to know them, but do it the halal way. Right? Uh, so that is that. Now, uh, let's talk about how to select someone. I want to get to that point. So I'm answering now, Maryam, this is mainly Maryam's uh, question, how to go put yourself out there in a halal way and also at the same time, how to, you know, dating, the dating apps, are they halal or or haram or how to go about it? So I hope that answered your question. And also, if you don't, if you didn't meet someone, so let me address that part also. Let's say that you did not meet someone. Let's say that you did not meet someone and you don't know how to meet someone, then this is when you get involved with your community. You know, go to the masjid, go to the halakas, and you might meet someone there. Or your friend, best friend there could tell you, my brother is looking for someone. Or, you know, there could be many things that will lead you to meet your spouse. By the way, everyone is born, and one of the things that, that's written in their destiny is who are they going to marry? It's he or she are out there for you. Don't worry about that part. They're out there. You just need to go about it the right way. Right, Because also evil spouses could be out there. It's written for you to marry them because you won't go about it the right way or you won't think about it the right way. So again, get involved with your community. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you meet someone there, it will be great. Or like I said, at college or at work, they just, now that's how to meet someone. Get yourself out there in a halal way. No dating, no like, you know, I'm looking for a husband, everyone. No, do not degrade yourself. And I know that's, that's not something that you know Muslim sisters would do, but at the same time, you could tell your besties or your friends, hey, I'm looking for someone and I want someone who's decent. Do you happen to know anyone? There's, again, nothing wrong with that. They might know someone that you never thought of and you might click and it works out great. You'll never know. Now, to find someone, to find someone, you could do all these things, but above all, before you do any of this, before you, you know, even, you know, go for forward with the person that you met or the person that you're with at work or at college or before you're going forward with, you know, uh, going ahead and going and getting more involved with your community, you make dua to Allah to make you find the right spouse. That is critical, my dear brothers and sisters. That is critical for you to find someone. And then you do. So you have to make dua to Allah. And then do, you know, go out there and, and be social, in again, in a halal way. And inshallah, Allah will help you. Keep making dua to Allah. That is key to finding someone. Now, how, let's say we found someone, or we didn't, how to have this blueprint of a spouse? How to know what are the standards for a spouse? 
So the, the Prophet actually told us exactly what to do. So for example, if you are a female looking for a male spouse, Allah, the Prophet told us the, the first thing you should look for you know, in, in a man is their religion, the level of their faith. Because wallahi, yeah, they could look handsome, they could look, they could sound cool, right? They could be really social and going and people love their, you know, charisma and all these things. Wonderful. That won't help you when you have a closed home. That won't help you. That will fade away, actually. Looks, we all know it fades away. When we get older, we just look older, <laughs> you know? That looks will last a few years. Wonderful. Amazing, mashallah. People will be like, wow, look at your husband. Now I'm talking to the feet, to the sisters here. You know, oh, he's, he looks so handsome. Oh, he looks so cool. Oh, he's so fit. Oh, all these things. Nothing wrong with that. There is nothing haram about this. Again, if you go about it the right way. However, all this goes away with time. We know this. You know, um, subhanAllah, you know, a person is born and their parents, right? They help you to use the bathroom, to do potty and, and, and use the potty and all these things. And subhanAllah, towards the end of your time, your children, hopefully your children, would do the same for you. Imagine, it's like a full circle. When people get old enough, when they, people die when they're really old, they won't control their bladders or how to use the bathroom. So people will actually, they will need help to use the bathroom. It's back a full, you know, a full circle. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because, yeah, when you get older, all the attractive, physical attractive things will go away. You'll even need people to, and I, I know this is a really late stage in life, but ha, come on, like it shows you, you know, you, you, you won't be the same. A person who's fit and work out and okay, wonderful. But when you get older, you're going to get more lazy and, and, and you're going to, you know, you're going to not watch what you eat all the time and all the physicalities fade away. All the attractiveness when it comes to the way they look, the way they act, it go, fades away. So what is left is the religion. What is left is someone that will help you fear Allah, will increase your iman, your faith. And that's, that should not fade away. If that fades away, then this is a problem. But if, Looks and, and all these things fade away. That's that's life. It's called life, right? It's it's age, it's aging. That is life. That's normal. But iman and faith fading away, then this is a serious problem. So pick someone with the correct iman, with someone who is religious enough. Now I'm not asking you to go marry a, a scholar or a sheikh or an imam. No, 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 no. You know, I'm not. I'm, that that's not the standard. The standard is someone who fears Allah, someone who prays, someone who helps you get better in your relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Someone who just simply fears Allah. Someone who is, uh, you know, better than uh, above average when it comes to Islam. Let's not pick an average because an average could drop to to below average. But again, do not select someone for their looks, for their social media account, for whatever. And their iman is below zero. Their iman is low. They pray once a day or might not even pray at all for a few days. You don't want that because at the end of the day, you know, you need someone who is better than you in iman, in faith, that basically they will help you get better. You understand? So looks, there's nothing wrong with that. If you can marry someone who looks good, but at the same time, they are good when it comes to you know being religious and they're close to Allah, then Kudos to you, mashallah, go ahead with it. 
but do not choose between faith, iman, religiousness, and looks. Do not select looks over being religious. It's definitely the wrong choice. Especially when it comes to men. By the way, same things for the sisters, uh, for the for the women. We'll talk about that in a second. So that is that. Also, there's nothing wrong with selecting someone or choosing someone who has a, a, a nice career. Again, nothing should trump religion. Nothing. So you don't like choose between like, oh, uh, he has a good career, but no religion. Uh, actually, good careers. Uh, I need someone who you know will be comfortable financially. No. Someone who looks really attractive, but no religion. Yeah, it's, it's good to have someone who's handsome to marry someone who's... Really? No. Religion lasts. None of the... Even money, by the way. You could face a, a financial problem, you know, a tough situation, and you're going to lose all the money. What are you going to do? And when you die, you take none of that with you to the grave. You meet Allah with nothing but your religion your level of faith, your deeds. And you need someone to boost that deed, that you know, the good deeds that you uh, you know should make or should commit. So at the end of the day, do not choose someone for worldly stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that contradicts your choice when it comes to the religion, do not choose the worldly stuff. Choose the religion. But if you have someone who has both, a combination of both, wonderful, and that will be ideal inshallah. So that is that. As for uh, the guys, now for the brothers uh, who are looking for a female, you know, for a spouse. Now, the Prophet ﷺ told us this, and this is a very interest, interesting hadith by the Prophet ﷺ. He said a woman could be married for her looks, her beauty, or her, you know, family, uh, you know, her family heir or, you know, the family tree, and for her, you know, wealth and money. And then he said, and for her religion. So a woman could be married for one of these things. But then the Prophet didn't end it there. He said, choose the one with the religion. Look at this. So the Prophet is t- telling us what I just told you about the guys. It's not haram to marry someone for her looks. It's not haram to marry a girl for you know her wealth or whatever. None of this is haram. However, فَضْفِرْ بِذَاتِ الدِّينِ The Prophet said, choose, win, not even choose, win the one with the religion. Again, if you find someone with some of that and with the religion, wonderful. Kudos to you. But if you're going to have to choose between someone who looks pretty and someone who's religious, pick the religious one. Because at the end of the day, like I said, physical looks, physical attractiveness, go, it all goes away. It all goes away. And you don't want that. And at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to marry uh, having a, a good-looking wife but she doesn't want to pray. Because here's the thing, my dear brothers and sisters, when you select a spouse, you're also selecting a parent for your children, future children. What are you, how are you going to do this? When the parent that you selected is not religious, does not want to be religious, does not want to help raising the kids as religious, or if they try to do so, the kids will think they're hypocrites because you want me to pray, but you don't pray yourself. It's going to be problematic in the house to raise these kids, to become good Muslims. And again, you didn't select the right spouse from the beginning. You know, and and, and again, religion trumps anything. However, you also should select a good character. 
someone who's religious should be you no know, not vulgar should be uh, kind and sweet and caring in general not about you you didn't know them yet do you you guys are not in a relationship but should be like that yeah there's nothing wrong with choosing good character because they will be either father or a mother to your children and it's going to be a co kind of uh, you know co-raising you're going to be partners in this right and you need the right partner to raise good children it's all should be for the sake of allah marry someone that will help you get closer to allah because that's what matters worldly stuff don't matter wallahi worldly stuff don't matter it will end like i said looks money none of this will matter you will die you will be buried in the dirt with nothing nothing zero money zero property nothing just your deeds so you you need someone to help you with that to help you increase your good deeds and to help you decrease your sins and your bad deeds. And you need someone to help you raise good children for the sake of Allah. Children that won't give you trouble in the future because you didn't raise them well, because you didn't have the right partner to raise, to raise them with you. Simple. So, after all, yes, we uh, are, it's not haram to find good looks to find good wealth, to find, you know, some other stuff, worldly stuff, but focus on the religion. You know, when you have girls who are putting themselves out there on social media, hijabis or not hijabis, talking about Muslim girls, you know, who are just, you know, out there and want everybody to look at their beauty. They like to look a certain way. That's not a good spouse because that's someone who wants the world to see her as beautiful she doesn't care about you specifically even if she does she still cares about the public she still cares about those followers on social media that's up to me that's one of the red flags someone who wants to contain her beauty that shows me that she's humble that shows me that she's religious somehow you know like again i'm, I'm not gonna uh, you know judge someone's religion based on not having a public social media account, but someone who posts, uh, you know, certain things or poses in a certain way, pu putting pictures online for the public to see. Yeah, that's not a good look. Same thing for the guys, guys who show their abs or whatever, their bodies, and they like people to, you know, look at them and, you know, doing this whole, you know, uh, oh my God, they're so attractive. They're not good parents. They're not good spouses either. They're not going to be good husbands. They're not going to be good fathers because, again, they care about the looks and they're shallow. You don't want to marry a shallow person. Now, that's not me saying, oh, it's impossible to marry someone who is a public figure for the wrong reasons. Of course, like public figure in terms of like looks and being models and so forth. But if they stop doing that and if they are religious, then yeah, sure. But while they're doing that, they're really not a good choice. Again, don't be shallow and select someone for the appearances. Now, you still can select the appearances, but the Prophet told us religion. So, for example, if a girl is religious, she won't post these kind of posts to, to the public. She, like, she wouldn't want men to see her in, 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 in any, you know, poses or whatever. Same things for the guys. Now, another red flag is, you know, when you're about to marry a sister, for example, and she tells you, you have no say in what, how I dress. You know, you have no say on, on, you know, the amount of makeup I put. You have no say on who do I talk to. Oh, that's a big red flag. Because at the end of the day, you want a husband. You don't want just a shadow, someone who's just there and has no say. 
you know, the husband, and we know this from the Quran, that should have the final say if they're good people. And if they were spending on the house and, you know, uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if they are the ones spending on the house, you know, the full amount of money, you know, the necessities, we're not talking about trips and vacations and no, no, we're talking about the necessities. If they're paying for the house, if they're paying for, you know, the food and the drink and electricity, the basic stuff, the necessities, then they should have the final say. However, that does not mean it's a dictatorship. That does not mean that you should, you know, now I'm talking to the brothers, oppress your wife because you have the final say. Allah also says, fear Allah and your wives because you will answer to Allah at the end of the day. You won't answer to humans, you will answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And imagine that if you abuse, you know, that authority that Allah gave you. And again, this only under the condition of spending on the house. Uh, but yeah, it's a red flag if 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 a, if, if a sister tells you well, I, I don't want to yeah I want to dress the way I want to dress and you have no say then that's a red flag. Uh, if a husband tells you, for example, you know um, things like um, I don't want you to wear the hijab, for example. I've wallahi I've been in situations where the husband asks, or these are like the opposite of religious. Do you understand? Like you, this is the opposite of what you're supposed to be looking for. So I'm giving you red flags. Uh, you know, uh, I want you to uh, obey me and no questions asked, or uh, I don't want you to, and, and that, that's a problem. That shows you that that's the intention. That's the intention of the husband or the person who's about to become your husband, that I want you to obey me, no questions asked. There's a lot of red flags on both sides. I, I can't list all of them. People have different, you know, experiences on all these things, but what you look for is someone, and again, I can't tell you on a, on, on a human and a personal level, you like what you like, Right. Uh, you want someone who is talkative or you want someone who doesn't talk as much. This, these are all personal preferences. That's why the main, the core thing that you're looking for is them being religious. Religious enough. They don't have to be extremely religious. Like I said, religious enough. And the Prophet said, when it comes to the man, his religion and his character. And same thing for the woman. Should you know not marry someone who's vulgar, who curses, who is, you know, has bad habits and all these things that you would learn about. So you should be more, you know, observant when it comes to these things. And at the same time, like I said, when it comes to, you know, religiousness, you should pick someone who is close enough to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, close enough, so you could grow together when it comes to Islam. When it comes to your, again, at the end of the day, look at the bigger picture. What is the bigger picture? Everyone is going to die. You won't take anything with you. Looks go away. Think about these things. These are essential things when you're thinking about your spouse. That nothing would last when it comes to worldly stuff. Nothing. However, it's not haram to pick him, but it's not smart. And you will pay the, you know, wallah, you will pay, you know, for it later if you pick the worldly stuff and completely ignore the hereafter related stuff which is being religious. So that is, you know, the simple way of thinking. Again, I'm not an expert on, on marriage, you know, and I'm not expert on, you know, looking for someone, but I'm telling you from an Islamic perspective, there are things that you could choose that are not haram, but when it comes to choosing between these worldly stuff and a religious person, yeah, choose the religious. If, if the person that you're looking for, the spouse has both, wonderful. Go for it. And I, like I said, if you select someone who's not religious, for example, I'll give an example on how could it go wrong. Uh, 
down the line, if they don't want to respect you, they won't respect you. And there's nothing to stop them because they don't understand that the sunnah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, respect your wives in terms of like a man. Or if a woman, she won't respect you in front of your children. She won't respect you in front of your family because again, she's not religious enough to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that you have to respect your husband. It just it's simple things. They will lie to you. They will lie to you know your your wife or your husband will lie to you because they are not religious enough to understand that lying has some major consequences in the hereafter, especially when it comes to spouses. They will, you know, be vulgar with you. They won't even want to help in the house because they're not religious. Do you understand the fundamental things that make a spouse happy with her or his spouse? They're all coming from our religion. Being honest, being sweet and kind, being loving. and This is all from the religion. Yes, this could be their personality that they're honest people without being, you know, uh, it's a matter of like a life standard kind of thing. Matter of like being moral in life. But that could fade away. Religion shouldn't. If you have someone who is fearing Allah in you, whether a, a, a male spouse or a female spouse they should fear Allah in you and you should fear Allah in them that should be the perfect life do not look for the worldly stuff I know in today's world with the social media these things are really attractive and these things are really distracting but look beyond that don't be shallow and don't look for a shallow person you know this is a very serious decision that you're about to make when you're looking for someone you know, it all starts with your list of things. Put on top of them, religious. I want a religious person. Then you can, you know, do whatever the the, the, the secondary stuff. But make, uh, you know, religion is your priority when you're looking for someone. That won't fail you, by the way. That will never fail you because they'll always be good to you. If it's not, if love goes away, by, by the way, love could fade. Newsflash, love could fade, fade away. If love fades away, they still could be loving and caring for the sake of Allah. They're doing it because they love being married and they're following the, you know, the, 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 the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they're still being good to you. Versus someone that their love fade away, they become very mean. They become very hurtful. And you just you have a family now and you don't want to get divorced. And some people say, I want to stay with her or with him because of you know our children. Wallahi, I've heard people saying that. Wallahi, I have a friend who literally said, I am with my wife only because of my children. And I'm being forced to be with her because she is mistreating me. She's treating me in all the wrong ways. And yeah, that's the only reason I'm there. Do you see? Because again, when you select someone who fears Allah in you, it shouldn't get to that. Now, I'm not saying that people won't change. People won't become less religious. No, that happens too. But the probability of this happening versus you're picking someone who's far from the religion, yeah, it's 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 very low, right? So again, these, these are my two cents when it comes to that. Now, let me tell you, <clears throat> let me move on. So I hope, Maryam, this is basically a summary for you and for everyone who wants to know, how can I look for a spouse? And what do I look for uh, in, in a spouse? Uh, now let me move on to uh, the uh, you know our, our second listener, the anonymous listener uh, regarding marrying a non-Muslim. Uh, you know, w- if you're a Muslim or a woman or a girl who wants to marry a non-Muslim, want to be with a non-Muslim, how does that work? So, respectfully, it doesn't work. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala literally forbade this in the Quran. In the chapter of Mumtahana, verse number 10. You know, Just plain and simple. Muslim women are not halal for non-Muslim men. And non-Muslim men are not halal for Muslim women. It's a haram relationship from start to finish. So, and that is, that brings me to... Um, a tragic trend that's been happening, a really uh, bad, uh, you know, uh, bad trend, a really bad phenomena that's just taking place, which is basically Muslim women, Muslim girls, being with non-Muslim men, leaving her family because her family don't approve of this, and they become with non-Muslim men, or it doesn't matter, leaving her family or not, being with non-Muslim uh, men in general by the way this is this is significant because it, just just to let you know being with a non-muslim man whether marriage or not number one it's a major sin number two even if you're married to that person you are committing adultery every time you're with them imagine constantly every time you're with that person around them you're committing a major sin because they're not halal for you. Even if they're you're married on paper, legally you're married, doesn't matter, you're not married in the sight of Allah. So what, what really should matter to us is that we should matter what is halal in the sight of Allah, not what we desire and what we want. Okay? So marrying a, a Muslim woman, marrying a non-Muslim man is 100%, without a doubt, a haram relationship even if it was legal and whatever, and it's basically they, she is committing adultery every time she's with her quote-unquote husband. And that is something not me, not anyone in the world could change. This is Allah's verdict. That's in the Quran, and it's not debatable. It's undebatable. You cannot do that. You cannot talk about that. You cannot try to, you know, get, you know, out of it or try to have a leeway with it. There is no, if you say all the Muslim men in the world are terrible and horrible, you still can't be with non-Muslim men. And we can go to the reasons of like raising children. Your children by default become non-Muslims. And there's there's a lot getting involved and the men are like, and don't tell me I'm going to raise my children to be Muslims. It's undebatable regardless what you think you can or cannot do Allah said they are physically can't be together if they are together it's haram in the sight of Allah this is a haram relationship this is not a valid marriage in the sight of Allah and trust me my dear sister or my dear sisters those who are you know thinking or know someone who's doing this you want your marriage to be valid in the sight of Allah if you want Allah to bless your life you know I'm going to say something I know someone who actually got married to someone and because uh, he was a, a non-Muslim and because her family w was about to disown her, she he accepted to, to convert. So he did it just to, you know, uh, they got married first when he was a non-Muslim, by the way. So that was haram in the first place. Now, he became a Muslim later on just to sh basically to make her family, you know, accept her and all these things. They had to redo their marriage because, again, it was not valid Islamically. And uh, by the way, also another thing, your marriage is not valid if you don't have a wali as a woman. Your marriage is not valid if your parent, your dad, your father 
is not approving it. If your father actually, here's this is a very critical part that a lot of sisters don't know. If your father, whether you're to a Muslim or not, whether you are marrying a Muslim or not, if your dad does not approve, if he's alive and he does not approve your marriage, your marriage is not valid in the sight of Allah. There is no marriage without a wali. Hadith by the Prophet Sallallahu now let's say the father is not there uh, You know he's like passed away or something Then the brother If the brother is not there It has to be a male uh, 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 family close The closest family member But the father is above all Then the brother Then if you want to say the cousin The, the older cousin whatever it, Do you understand There has to be a wali Now uh, let's say an orphan for example Then the, the caretaker of that orphan Right has to be the wali. There has to be someone. Otherwise, your marriage won't be accepted, even if it, you're marrying a Muslim. So now you have two problems. Number one, your dad or your and by the way, that doesn't go. If a woman was married before and then she got divorced and she got married again, like the case of our anonymous, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, listener, uh, that, that then that she doesn't need a wali anymore. So she does not need a wali if if you were if you are a woman that you know you got married and then your husband either passed away or you know you got divorced you do not require a wali to have your second marriage you know validated. However, this is when it comes to Muslim marrying a Muslim man. If you marry a non-Muslim man, whether wali or not, you it's it's invalid, right? So for those who never married before, you're getting two invalids here. Marrying a non-Muslim does not work. Does not. It's not valid. Not a marriage. And marrying. I'm assuming if the father is not accepting marrying without his consent, then again, it's not valid. So, do you? It's it's not that simple. It's 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 not. And I understand that you might feel like, okay, this this person who he's a non-Muslim, but I'm closer to him in terms of personality. Guess what? You married a Muslim that you know it didn't work out. Was not good for you. You were not good for him. And. That doesn't mean every single Muslim out there is bad. You don't have to marry from your own culture, but you have to marry a Muslim. So you understand, this marrying from the same culture is not mandatory in any way, shape, or form. However, marrying from the same religion when it comes to Islam is mandatory for a woman. So you have to marry someone from you know our religion. That is undebatable, like I said. Try a different culture. Try someone that you have, like I said, more in common with, but they have to be Muslim. At the end of the day, you're, you're not, I'm not trying to convince you to marry a Muslim. It's just that you don't want to marry someone. And in the sight of Allah, this is not marriage. It's just haram things happening all the time. Being with that person, even the children are not children of real marriage. Can you imagine? They're not children of real marriage. And like I said, this becomes a problem becomes a real problem and yeah at the end of the day it's a matter of do you want to completely disobey Allah's command it's it's like I said in, in the first portion of, of this episode it's you pleasing Allah versus you're pleasing your own desires you're trying to get the worldly stuff by oh this guy is really closer to me and I feel like that he could be my husband great but what about Allah you know pleasing Allah should come first in anything in anything marriage or not marriage anything Pleasing Allah should be our priority because if we don't, especially when it comes to marriage, our marriage won't be blessed and we're going to have tons of problems. And the person, like I told you, uh, um, I didn't finish the story about like that lady that I knew that she basically married someone who was a non-Muslim and then they they did their marriage uh, and and they still had problems because he he didn't want to become a Muslim at all. 
he just did it to basically get get her family to you know accept her and it didn't work out and they got divorced and now she's a single mother because he was resenting the fact that he has to be a muslim he didn't want to be a muslim he didn't want to pray five times a day he didn't want to stop drinking it was he didn't and that is goes back to choose a religious person because look at that someone who didn't want to be a muslim felt forced even though it was his choice but he felt like okay because of the circumstances i'm gonna do it It, wallahi it ended in a tragic way She's a single mother who is struggling because he, the, the father lives in a, literally, he just traveled, went in a different country with, you know, a girlfriend or whatever. And now the daughter is going to grow up. He, they have a, a girl without a father, or at least without a father that she could connect to because he just didn't want anything to do with them. And that is, it goes all the way back to, I want to choose the right person. Choosing the right spouse, you just do your best, make dua, and just put your standards, but you have to keep Allah above everything. Keep Allah in sight. Always say, Allah, I will please you. I want to marry a religious person, a Muslim person above all, and then leave the rest to Allah. But because again, we, you know, some of us, they just want to follow their worldly desires and they are attracted to someone. They don't care. Okay, they're not a Muslim, but they look good. Okay, go ahead. But the consequences are bad. And even if you think on the outside, the relationship will be happy, whatever, wallahi, it won't be blessed. It's not me saying this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly said in the Quran. This is not a halal marriage in any way, shape, or form. Put Allah first. Always keep Allah on your side. Keep pleasing Allah on your side. Always, always. Wallahi, Allah will bless you in everything. So that is for, for that. So now, like I said, just look for someone else, a Muslim person. doesn't have to be from the same culture. You did not encounter all Muslims in the world and they're all bad and that's why you decided to go with the non-Muslims. That, that's not logical with all due respect. You know, there's tons of Muslim men out there who are nice and I bet you, you there are people out there and we can, you know, use the first portion of my, you know, of the topic of my, you know, uh, of the lecture that basically... Put yourself out there in a halal way and you will find the person that you're going to click with, inshallah. It's not that hard. You just you just happen to find a non-Muslim, but don't just grab someone that you, you know, you, you think that you clicked with, but with a big flaw. You know, that person has a big flaw, a massive flaw that he can't be corrected. If he becomes a Muslim before your marriage, and if he does it because he wants to become a Muslim, then wonderful. You know, like I said before, it's not haram to become a Muslim for a person, but you have to be sincere at least. You just have to be like, I'm just going to do it now so everybody would be quiet or, again, choose a religious person. And a relig- I, I, will, I will never stop saying this. Choose a religious person because that person will make your life easier in the future in pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, if you don't care about pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is a bigger issue. That that, that, that that you know goes beyond marriage My point is if you want to please Allah And you want Allah to literally bless your life Your marriage Then do it according to his guidance His commands And inshallah you won't be disappointed Inshallah Again we're allowed to you know Choose the wrong ones And get divorced Divorce is halal it's not haram But that does not mean we Now you know how to look for someone Look for someone who's Muslim Choose them based on, you know, the, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of the Prophet And wallahi, inshallah, you shall not be disappointed. And again, thank you for your question and I hope that answers it. So now let me move on to Ivan's question, the third one, which is, 
He is not a Muslim yet. What happened to the relationship between him and that Muslim girl? So I think I just answered that. It's 100% haram. Whether, by the way, you're a Muslim or not. Uh, having a relationship outside of marriage and, and, and a sinful relationship above all is, is, is really bad in the sight of Allah. However, there's always repentance. I, what I love about our religion, alhamdulillah, that there's always hope. Whatever the sins you com you've committed, as long as you're still breathing, you can, if you're a Muslim, inshallah, then you can repent and ask Allah for forgiveness. As long as you're still alive, there is always hope. The hope gets, you know, cut off and done once you die. There's no more repentance. So now you're fate in the, in the hands of Allah and whether Allah chooses to forgive you or not because you didn't repent while you're alive, it's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You understand? So my point is, yes, it was a major sin being with the person. Whether you guys were, you know, were both Muslims or not, it, it makes it even worse, by the way, worse if uh, a Muslim woman is being with a non-Muslim man. And uh, let me actually, and I, I didn't explain, logically speaking, why this is should be resentful to be with a non-Muslim man. This is a person that does not believe in Allah and His Messenger. We're not talking. We're not talking about like uh, someone like Ivan. Ivan, I'm not talking about you. You're someone who is, alhamdulillah, is convinced with Islam and inshallah will become a Muslim. I'm talking about you are choosing a Muslim sister who's choosing to be with someone who's not interested in Islam, not a Muslim in the first place. You're choosing someone who technically, mentally rejected Allah and His Messenger. He doesn't want to become a Muslim. He doesn't like to become a Muslim, and that should be your priority: Allah and His Messenger, pleasing them. Someone who does not do wudu and tahara. You know, does not purify and clean themselves according to the Islamic rules. That means they're filthy physically and so spiritually as at the same time. Because like Islam, cleanse your heart and your soul. We know that. Spiritually speaking, Islam purifies you. Every single day you pray, every single time you mention Allah, you, pur you purify yourself. So someone who doesn't do this because he's not a Muslim... Not pure from the inside. No matter how cute and how kind and generous and loving and caring they look on the outside, their core values regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger are corrupt and you know they're they're not pure, they're impure. Because they simply rejected to be, you know, Muslims and become Muslims and they rejected all of this. So you can't be with them. Look what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran. Look. La tajdu qawman yu'minuna billahi wal yawmil akhir. Look, this is very powerful. And this goes back to the sister who was asking about being with a non-Muslim and any sister who wants to be, be with a non-Muslim. Allah said you won't find people who believe in Allah on the Day of Judgment. Again, you won't find You won't find people who uh, uh, believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the day of judgment and look and they befriend and they become so tight with people that rejected Allah and his messenger this is by the way the chapter of Mujadala verse number 22 you can look it up Allah is saying you can't find people Does, you know what that means it's, it means that you don't believe in Allah and the day of judgment because you're doing this regardless you don't care about the consequences you're going to be with a non-Muslim anyway yeah, Allah says, if you believe in Allah on the Day of Judgment, you will never do this. You'll never be this close to people who rejected Allah. And we're not saying people who are attacking Allah and His Messenger. People who rejected 
Yuhaduna. They don't want have anything to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his mission, meaning people who rejected to become Muslims. Right? Meaning they heard about Islam and they don't want to become Muslims. So Allah is saying you will never find people who believe in Allah on the Day of Judgment who would be this close to anyone who rejected Allah and His Messenger. So think about this verse. What does that say about you as sisters who put a non-Muslim guy before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger? How do you expect Allah to bless that life? You know, we all make mistakes, but this is a fatal mistake that will affect you and affect your family that you're going to have with that person in the future. Do you understand? It's not marriage. It's literally adultery. It's zina in the sight of Allah. So now go back. I want to now, that was a tangent, but I want to go back to Ivan's uh, question. So yes, any relationship that you had with her, with the Muslim sister is sinful. However, you and her can repent. Once you become a Muslim, inshallah, you can repent together and Allah accepts it if it's sincere. You don't have to do any rituals for the repentance. You just have to be, say, Allah, forgive me. Astaghfirullah, oh Allah, forgive me for what I've done. And she has to do the same. And inshallah, Allah will forgive you. Allah can forgive any sin. Repent and Allah shall forgive you, inshallah. Now, let me go back to the, 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 the second part of, of Ivan's question, which is, is there any restrictions about reverts marrying uh, natural-born Muslims? The simple answer is no, not at all. There is not a single restriction between, you know, Mary uh, in terms of like uh, a revert marrying a natural-born Muslim. Not a single restriction. If you are a revert, you believe in Allah and His Messenger, you're a Muslim, you're good to go. You're good to go. There is, And if anybody tells you that there's a restriction, they don't know what they're talking about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not put any restriction on any you know revert when it comes to anything you become a muslim once you're a revert or a convert however you want to call it right and uh, you became a muslim you are a muslim in the sight of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger you are a muslim you should be treated as a muslim you shouldn't be treated like there's no category for reverts and i'm talking about in anything not just marriage so there's not a single, you know, uh, uh, restriction when it comes to, you know, reverts or, or converts. There is none. And don't let anybody, you know, tell you uh, something like that. Now, there's just one last question that, you know, Ivan asked uh, that was not related to marriage, but it's a quick question, inshallah, and I should answer it quickly, which is basically, how does Allah feel about reverts? Allah feels about reverts. Number one, when they become Muslims, this is a happy day for Allah. Allah does not need us to be Muslims, just to let you know. Allah does not need us to worship Him. Allah is Allah. But for our sake, He's happy for us. And this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, mentioned in the Quran and the Prophet mentioned too. He's happy for us. However, once you become a revert, you're a Muslim. There is no, like I said, there is no special category for reverts that are like being treated less. Absolutely not. Actually, Majority of the scars they say that you get more rewards because you chose to become a Muslim instead of being born, you know, uh, naturally born Muslim. You chose that, that gives you, Allah gives you actually extra rewards for that, you know. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you become a Muslim, you, Allah looks at you with your deeds. That's all and how Allah looks at all of us. Deeds. Not uh, how we were born, not what we, you know, not, um, you know, not how we look or not, you know, uh, the color of our skin, not the money we have. This all comes from Allah at the end of the day. What we do is what Allah cares about and how we are, inshallah, being looked at by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is that. Now, uh, I want to close with this. Uh, 
marriage is a, is a challenge for both genders. It, it is a challenge, and in 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 the times of we're living in right now, it's even worse. But we sh- we we can make it easier by number one, being uh, very specific on what we want, and that has to be number one something that pleases Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and His Messenger. So once we are doing that, our lives will be easier. We're gonna find it easier to select our spouse. Also, I want to address the parents for a second. Be easy when it comes to marriage. Whether you are the the the, the, the speci- especially when when the parents of uh, of the of the our sisters, uh, don't ask for unreasonable things from you know the brothers who want to come and propose to you. Or now, I'm not saying you know marry them to someone who doesn't have money at all, who can't make them live a, a comfortable life. No, no, but be reasonable. Be reasonable. You want your daughter to be with someone that she wants to be with, or she at least chose to be with. Be reasonable. Again, I'm not asking you to marry them to someone who can't take care of them, but be reasonable. Don't ask for the astronomical numbers, you know, and 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 astronomicals, you know, uh, requests that you know certain parents ask from, uh, you know, the, the 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 people who come and propose to their daughters, and also for the the, the parents of the, the the brothers, if they want to marry, help them as much as you can. Help them to get married. It is a sunnah to help your children get married as 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 soon as they are adult and they are aware. Do not marry your children when they're like you know young, too young to to to, to have you know responsibilities and all these things. Marry them when they're adult and they can take care of themselves once they get a job or they're almost about to get a job, something like that. Be reasonable. That's my point. Don't make their lives difficult. And again, this is coming from, I'm a young person, by the way. I know that I'm not talking from like an experience or whatever, but like I can see how it's happening around me. And it's very, very disappointing sometimes that parents ask for unreasonable things. Help your children to get married in a halal way instead of you leading them or being one of the reasons why they would go to the haram way. Now, children who go to do haram because their parents are you know, in their way or they're making it difficult does not exempt you from getting the punishment or the sin, the major sins of committing haram. That's irrelevant. I'm talking that we both have to work with what we have, inshallah, as parents and children. Jazakumullah khairan. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.